Welcome to episode 766 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Radio team, welcome along to episode 766 of I Am Talk of Coach John Newsom, Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? I am pretty good, Bevan, and yourself? Feeling pretty tired, mate? I am not tired because I was support crew epic camper this time rather than a participant. Oh, you've actually do it. Okay, well, there you go. It's a, yeah. it's a lot easier on that front, isn't it? Uh, easier, but ha- easier on some fronts, but it is, uh, it's a pretty challenging role. So full respect for all our Epic Camp support crews over the years. Okay, we're going to say a big thank you to, I'm oh, sorry, I'm talking proudly brought to you by? Some of our fantastic patrons. And we've got Ryan Face the Music Barnett. Eric Stelvio Flip. And then we've got Luke the Cover Parker. Again, this week's show, guys, it is a little bit of a different show because John has been on Epic Camp. So we're going to do a bit of an Epic Camp special. Uh, we're going to be interviewing a few other people from the camp. John, do you want to know who are we actually interviewing? So we're going to have a chat to Rachel Cunningham, Yana Putkama, Nicole Wilson, Rebecca Spears, Lawrence Gay, Gerard Bell, Paul Coote, Cam White, and Chrissy McKinlay. So quite oh, the lineup. Okay, well, let's just do a bit of a wrap up. What, what, what did you actually end up doing in this camp this time, John? So this, this was the first time I've ever done an Epic Camp Mini, so it's just another little offshoot of Epic Camp. So a full Epic Camp is uh, normally around about 10 days long and has the points competition, you go nuts, and uh, and it's all good fun. Uh, and then we have the Epic Camp sort of light, which is usually combined in with uh, an event, you know, typically the Kona 70.3 or, or some other event somewhere around the world, and that's kind of three or four days of pretty big training and then kind of easing into the race. Um, and this was the first time I've sort of tried like a, we're basically doing a normal epic camp, but only for four days and didn't really have the points competition. So, um, and, and with all these sort of camps, a big focus is on, you know, going to awesome parts of the world and seeing some pretty amazing scenery and, and throwing a bit of uh, fun competition in there along the way. So we're at the top of the South Island and it was, uh, it was awesome. So day one, so you, it looks like you did a swim before you started. So was that the night before the camp, was it? It was. So we had uh, all but one made it in on time for that. And we swam in Nelson, did a classic swim there where you swim from uh, by the Nelson Yacht Club all the way into a beach. It's point to point. You've got to do it at the right sort of tide. And swimming 2K in one line, as we've all found out in many Ironmans, it's a bloody long way, and uh, and we had to sort of it, w- it was reasonable conditions. The sun was setting, so uh, and and people, you know, typical, you don't really know the route, and people are thinking, is there any sharks out there or anything? But uh, everyone survived and uh, got a bit choppy towards the end, but it was a nice way to kick the camp off. And Nelson's a fantastic place. Sun was setting as we got into the beach, and uh, and it was a good way to kick things off. And then day one, you did a Takaka Hill, which is a pretty bloody challenging hill. 120k Takaka Hill, and then you did an Aquathon. What was that like? Uh, it was awesome. So yeah, we we did the Aquathon mid mid ride. So it's about uh, I think it was about 70k's. Um, was sort of stage one to a place called Kaiteri Terry, which a lot of you guys have heard me talk about on many occasions. Beautiful swim there, absolutely fantastic. Nobody around, and then uh, I sent them off on the most challenging run I could do in the area. So that within four k's, they had to do one, two, three, four, four hill climbs with plenty of steps and trails and running along beach and everything like that. Uh, and it went really well. 
um, who took that out. Patrick took that out, who I didn't manage to interview, um, but he took that out on day one. Then they got back on their bikes and, yeah, rode over the Takaka Hill, which is a 16K hill climb. And uh, just as they started climbing, it just started dribbling with a bit of showers. By the time they were at the top, it was raining pretty heavily. And then they had to do a, a 9K descent, uh, you know, from probably, I don't know, it's probably 800 metres elevation, something like that. Uh, and then 20Ks home when they're soaking wet and freezing cold. So good character building stuff on day one. So then day two, was that, was that the Saturday, was it? Because it was pretty wet on Saturday, down, even down here in Christchurch. So what happened with the weather? I see you got severe weather warning. <laughs> there was. I've been watching the forecast all week, and it was just kept pretty consistent, severe weather warning for Saturday. Gale force winds, torrential rain, flooding, and it did deliver. Uh, so luckily, uh, it was a sl- you know, if there was one day that was going to happen, that was the better day to happen. Uh, we still managed to go for a swim. We we're driving out to a place called Tata Beach, which is a beautiful place uh, to go for a swim. We, we, we drove past a couple of beaches en route, and <laughs> these massive waves were coming in, and the water was like brown as anything and normally in this area you know it's beautiful crystal clear blue water uh and everyone's just sitting in the van going this ain't happening and <laughs> pulled up pulled, pulled up to the beach and i think they're still thinking this ain't happening and i said right here guys let's uh let's do it and we had a we had an elimination handicap race uh for, for swimming where uh, the slowest swimmers went off first fastest went off last and every 100 meters or so we would uh, eliminate two people so still got a swim in which was great very challenging conditions um and uh, it, it was great that people you know plucked up the courage to get in there and um we, we kept it really close to shore so it was nice and safe uh, so that was good we got the swim in but we did have to cancel our bike ride which is a very 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 rare occurrence on epic camp i think it's only happened in fact i don't even know if i've ever cancelled a bike ride before um but i didn't have too many doubts about doing it the, the weather was absolutely lashing down and it would have just been dangerous you know i'm all in for going out on epic camp tricky conditions rain and so on but this was uh it just would have been dangerous and in terms of you know very low visibility however fortune favors the brave we we drove we were supposed to bike uh, 45k to a point and then bike back and uh, at that midway point do this amazing run around cape farewell that i'd never ever seen that part of the country before uh, or done this particular run so we drove up there and my, uh, my decision was um, a good one because at one part of the ride, uh, one part of the drive up, the, the water was up, you know, probably halfway up the wheels of the car through the stretch. So oh, yes. that, was, uh, oh. that was pretty full on. But then got there and said, right, this is what we're doing. All of a sudden, the rain stopped for about an hour and uh, we got most of this spectacular run done um, and without any rain over farmland and just these really rugged trails. It was um, highly recommended. Uh, it was up around Cape Farewell. Then the next day you did a, a an Ironman bike with 2,000 elevation of climbing in it. That sounds like a decent ride. It's 180 k's of 2,000 metres. Yeah, so that was coming back over this big Taka Hill that you'll hear about quite a bit in, in the interviews. Uh, so and I, well, they've got some roadworks on this climb. So I had to figure out 
a way where we could get everybody to the top of the climb together or roughly together because they had to descend down to a certain point and then have a pilot vehicle take them through some pretty major roadworks. And, uh, and so what I decided to do was a, ha a handicapped team time trial to the top. And so you had 20Ks on the flat and then you had a 9K climb and I kind of staggered people off in little groups and they would have worked together on the flat and then it was uh, every man for himself or every woman for themselves on the, the climb and first to the top was the, the KOM and it worked out fantastically. It was all really close to the top. And Rebecca Spears, who you're going to hear from later on, uh, she ended up being the queen of the mountains, which was uh, which is brilliant. But what you've got to do on those sort of rides, it's pretty tricky because it's a 180k ride, a very challenging um, day at the office, and then you've got this you know this challenge put in front of you in the first sort of 30 or 40k's where you want to go get amongst it and go reasonably hard, but you also don't want to blow your socks off, so you're absolutely smoked for the rest of the ride. Um, everyone did a great job. It was beautiful weather and, uh, and a stunning ride, so uh, they all enjoyed it. And for, for many of them, we had a few short course athletes here. You know, that was their longest ride they've ever done, so kudos to them. Well, and it sounds like a few of them ran off the bike as well. Jeez, it's like a tough day at the office. It is. Uh, granted that the run wasn't too far and it wasn't give, I didn't give any instruction to say, hey, go for a run off the bike, but a few of them just did a little a couple of Ks around the block. So good on them. Good times of rock and roll. And then uh, last day you did 950K and then a bike eliminator and a swim in Lake, where did I say that, Rotatiti? Rotuiti, I might have spelled it wrong there. Yeah. Uh, so we biked from a place called Murchison um, and then similar to the, the first sort of main day, we biked about... I think it was about 60 or 80 k's to this amazing lake, Lake Rotowiti. Beautiful, beautiful spot. Uh, absolutely loved it, except there were sand flies and they were absolutely mm -hmm. smoking us. Uh, and then we, um, we had, I did a, uh, an elimination run where every 500 metres we eliminated two people. Uh, it was a handicapped start. And I couldn't quite get a stretch that was 500 metres on the flat. And so I thought, Let's make this tricky. And the last uh, one end of the 500 meter intervals was about a 50 meter hill climb that was probably a good 10% gradient. So you had to gun it for 450 meters and then sprint up this hill uh, to try not to be last and be eliminated. It's an absolutely brilliant event. Um, guys did well. Shane Collett uh, took that out. Bike mechanic from Wellington, uh, from Pedal Power in Wellington. And he's hardly run. He's more of a cyclist. And his, his partner, Rachel, who you'll hear from later on, uh, she sort of dragged him along. And he's, he's great on the bike and great for fixing bikes. And he's had a bad hip. He had a really bad hip. He said, I'm going to give this a go. And he gave it a go. And he managed to hang on for the win. And then for the rest of the day, he could hardly walk. He was at dinner and could, could hardly get up. Uh, so good on him. And then had to get back the glory. On. Yeah. And then we managed to jump in Lake Rotowiti, which... I reckon was probably about 13 or 14 degrees, um, which is pretty fresh. But as you'll hear from a few of the athletes, they love that. And then they're back on their bikes for 88K, I think it was, back to Nelson, and job was done. Oh, good stuff. So it sounds like it was a pretty good camp overall. Maybe we'll do the wrap-up. We'll, we'll put the interviews. Okay, so here's what's going to happen now, guys. We're going to put the interviews on with all the people John mentioned earlier, and then we'll do a bit of a cap wrap-up at the end. So here are all the interviews from all the Epic Campers from Epic Camp Mini. Here we go. Righty ho, uh, I've got a first camper from Epic Camp Mini in Nelson, we're on day two, um, before this I will have given you a rundown of what we've been up to, um, but today was a bit of a wet day on day two, um, we didn't even get to bike, which is I think an Epic Camp first, because we had some pretty 
monsoon-like weather. But we've still got to have a run and a swim uh, and a little walk as well. And I've got a two-time wanger of the week, uh, <laughs> Rachel Cunningham with us, who's returned after enjoying uh, Epic Camp Full Monty back in October. So welcome along. Thank you. Um I didn't get to catch up with you. You hid from me. I did hide from you. In October. Uh, Tell us a bit about the the October camp when we did the full one and when you came out of it the other end and kind of what you kicked on to do and just your general feeling when you came out of the camp. Um, Yeah, so that was my first Epic Camp experience. Um, I've listened to your interviews on other shows about um, previous Epic Camp. So I was always quite keen. And when Mm. a few of the Wellington crew said that they had signed up, I was pretty keen to get on board um it was just a great time and I just love riding my bike every day and that's what we did for 10 days straight Mm. um and just such a great crew good people good fun good banter um yeah so it was awesome so as soon as I think you put out word that there was going to be more camps (laughs) like get on board straight away um, and you, obviously that was in October and we kicked on to the New Zealand summer where we, we were thankful we had some racing. Um, what was your fitness like or did you have any struggles sort of post-camp? Uh, we finished sort of at the start of November and you were racing in December. How did you sort of mm. feel afterwards and what was recovery like? Um, I think we were a bit tired but um, yeah, I guess I just love swimming and biking and running. Well, mainly biking but um, so I probably wouldn't have had too much taking too much recovery um and I think coming out of epic camp because we were had big days every day um we there was quite a few of us actually did the double suffer in Rotorua in December mm. so um which sounded like an awful daunting task doing an Ironman a half Ironman sorry the day after another mm. half Ironman usually I can't even walk but after doing mm. epic camp I was like actually I think we can do this now so um yeah no it was I think Epic Camp gave us a good base and um, just kept that up and um, the double wasn't too bad. So how did, how did it pan out? So maybe tell us about your your efforts on the two days. Did you put in an even effort across two days or did you go hard on the second day or just survive on the second um, day? I think it was just cruising both days, to be honest. I think it quite suited me. I'm the most uncompetitive person in the world, so just the the endurance side of, um, and the more of a challenge side of doing the double quite suited me. Yeah. So no, my times, I think there was maybe five minutes difference between the two days. Um, yeah, it was really fun, actually. And the two days were totally different. The first day was mostly age groupers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second day was all the pros and probably elite age groupers. So it was mm. almost like two different races. Mm. And it started so damn early in the morning. We were like home to recover by midday. So Yeah. Um, yeah, awesome. no, it was really fun. Cool. And definitely Epic Camp gave us a good base for um, doing two half Ironmans. You said you're not competitive, but you did uh, embrace the point system on the last camp. Oh, <laughs> Again, I get FOMO, so I just did what everybody else done. And as I said, I like riding my bike every day. So, because yeah. if any people won't remember this, but I, I do, I, was, I think I was doing some of my first interviews in a place called Murchison, which was on day two. And I was sitting there, and it was just before about to ride, and there was somebody like riding up and down the street. And I, during the interview, I was going, "Who the hell is riding up and down the street?" And it was you. <laughs> oh, <okay>. So. <laughs> Um, so what was your, you signed up for this one, it's only a, only a four day camp and it's, but we're still, other than today, we're going to do some really big mileage. Um, why did you sort of want to come along to this one? Um, I've been up to this area a little bit before, um, I don't think I've been, 
haven't but haven't spent much time here. Mm. As I said, I just love riding my bike all day mm. and I love all the climbs around here and mm. love meeting new people mm-hmm. um, and all the triathletes I've met on these camps have been cool people. So Very good. Um, yeah. And what's your plan? So we're, we're now at the end of the New Zealand season and obviously you'll build up for October, but any what do you what do you sort of do over winter? Um, I haven't got many plans yet. I do hope that there's going to be – I do hope to still get to Australia for mm. a holiday to Noosa. Um, mm-hmm. I love the biking and the running over there, so hoping for a solo um, winter training camp on my own. Excellent. Um, but no, nothing planned over winter really yet. And I didn't ask you before we started, your sort of – your background before getting into all this craziness. Um, did you swim, bike or run as um, individual no. disciplines? Just got into it. No, Um Probably started, no, no, um, I guess quite late in life getting into triathlon. Um, started off running when I came back from overseas, started doing a little bit of running and then always loved triathlon, always loved watching triathlon. Mm-hmm. Um, so you started doing a bit of running and then probably about nine, ten years ago got a bike mm-hmm. and got into cycling and never could, sw- I never learned to swim as a child, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because was quite happy in the water, but never learned to swim properly, didn't even know you were supposed to breathe out underwater or, <laughs> and was always very jealous watching triathlon, um, just like, how can those people swim? And actually, one of the first events I did was Challenge Wanaka, um, mm-hmm. my parents are from Wanaka, or live in Wanaka, um, and... I started off doing a team, doing the run, did that for a couple of years. And then mm-hmm. the next year I did the bike and the run. Mm-hmm. Still couldn't still couldn't swim. Um, and then finally a friend spent a lot of time with me and taught me how to swim. So I've mm-hmm. done Challenge Wanaka, I think, every year, doing something there every year for about 11 years. So nice. probably that event is what made me get into triathlon, I think. So, so far on this camp, we've had three swims. Uh, our first swim, we did a sort of point-to-point in Nelson. We swam from, the, it's called the Eyebright Mile. It's quite a sort of their iconic swim they do up here. We swam from the Nelson Yacht Club through to the beach. And you have to do it at a reasonably high tide. Um, and how did you find uh, find that sort of point-to-point swimming? Oh, and it was fine. But I didn't really, I thought that there was, the, the I thought we had a tailwind. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be quite good. But there was obviously a current, or it was the tide going yeah. out, and it was just, I thought there was something wrong with my watch, because we were swimming at like 2 minutes 30 per 100 metres, like yeah. I know my swimming's not great, but I didn't think it was that bad. Um, it, yeah. was like, it took almost an hour to swim this 2k or whatever, surely, but yeah, apparently there is, the tide was going out and pushing us, so yeah. even though I thought we had this tailwind coming in, we apparently yeah. would have been a lot easier going the other way, so... And then we rolled over to day two and we're swimming at Kaiteri. Um, are you a nervous swimmer? You know, obviously you have a swimming background. Mm. Um, first day was a bit choppy, but Kaiteri was nice. But uh, yeah. do you, does anything worry you about swimming? No, not it doesn't really. No. I don't really like the cold that much, but I don't think mm-hmm. it worries me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kaiteri was beautiful, mm. beautiful and flat and not too cold. And this morning you're an experienced campaigner. You kind of probably had a little bit of an idea that what you're in for. So we did an <laughs> elimination swim race today where you're doing – we were doing 100-metre repeats along a beach, uh, and every 100 metres, some two people would get eliminated, and it was a handicapped start. So the first person would go, and the last person was actually 40 seconds behind um, them, and two people got eliminated. How did you sort of fare in that? Oh, I didn't fare that well, but um, <laughs> I mean, the conditions of this morning, the other days <laughs> that I would never go swimming. But actually, I did a couple of links and then got eliminated, but, yeah. um, but then... 
um, kept on swimming because it was really cool. Yeah. So really I should, the waves in that are a lot of fun, so really I should get out there a bit more. <laughs> Don't and be such a fair weather swimmer. But yeah, I probably wouldn't go swimming in what we swam in today <laughs> by, by myself very often. It was uh, it was pretty rugged. Um, the final question. So you said you only sort of got into this maybe 10 years ago and now you're, you're working in a bike shop. Tell us a little bit about uh, your 9 to 5 and... Oh. I definitely don't work in the bike shop. I've got a <laughs> I've got an office job. Um, I work at the Treasury. Oh, you do? I thought yeah. you were working at the bike shop no, as well. No, I don't know anything about bikes. So That's you, Shane. You, you heard from me a lot on the last <laughs> camp. <laughs> He's always going on. We've, we both do own the bike shop, but yeah. definitely. Um, and because ever since I've been into cycling, I've known Shane, so I actually yeah. know almost nothing about bikes. I've never yeah. had to know anything about bikes. So We'll, we'll be getting <laughs> Shane later on because I think he avoided me on the last camp as oh. well. Um, awesome. So tomorrow's big day. What's what's your uh, – actually, you don't know what I've got in store for you yet, but tomorrow we're riding 180 kilometres, so doing the iron distance. Um, however, we've got a 10-kilometre climb fairly early and mm. uh, and quite a bit of other climbing. So what's what's your strategy tomorrow? Any Anything in particular? Oh, I don't know about strategy, just keep riding. Probably, I think there's a KOM, isn't there, up Tarkaga Hills? Something <laughs> I think like that. Probably in the first 10Ks, don't go too hard because there's another 170 afterwards. So, there is. Yeah. Cool. Don't well, go too hard. Well, well done. Two time wanger of the week is <laughs> impressive. I think you're the only one that's had that. Oh. Um, so, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. And thanks so much for putting on these camps. They're great. Brilliant. Cheers. Right team, uh, so far on this camp it has been a female domination of uh, the boys have been getting their ass whooped in pretty much every little mini event we've had and I'm sitting in a room with two of the principal ass whippers, uh, <laughs> I've got Yana here and I've, I've been getting her but- butchering your surname most of the camp, so Yana tell us, uh, firstly tell us your name, where you're from and sort of maybe like a, a, a one minute background on your life up till now. Okay, so um, my name is Yana, I'm originally from Germany. And I've been in New Zealand now for eight years and have been living in Taupo ever since. And with living in Taupo, being connected to Ironman, that kind of got me quite interested. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I took on the challenge four years ago. And what what was your sporting background before getting into swim bike run? Pretty much just a bit of running. Really? And that's it, yeah. Oh, there was talk around. A couple of people saying, that Yana, was she an ex-rower or some yeah. sort of an elite <laughs> level athlete? <laughs> so no, 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 no real specific nothing background? Nothing like that, no. Okay. Mm. Uh, and what do you do for a nine to five? Uh, I run my own personal training business out Very of Taupo. Give yes. yourself a plug. Anybody in Taupo? What's, what's the name of your business? Uh, so my business is Move Strong, which is based up at Peak Strength in the industrial area. And I do work quite a bit with triathletes, runners and mountain bikers. Cool. And what, what brought you to New Zealand? Just getting away from Europe, pretty much. And we yeah. spent um, quite a bit of time in England and we just really enjoyed the... English lifestyle and we just wanted to improve our English so yeah Good. and you can't get any further away from home <laughs> exactly <laughs> so. we are the opposite side of the world yeah so up till now so you said four years ago you started yes. um what's sort of the progression been like did you go boom straight into Ironman or did you sort of start with sprints and work your way up how did that progression yep. happen so I went straight for Ironman oh, yeah. I did um 12 and a half hours for my first one yeah and came back the second year and unfortunately, kind of had a bike accident on that day on the last three Ks of the bike course. Ooh, coming back into um, town. Coming back into town and I overtook someone and he just pulled over without looking and knocked me off and he came off. 
Um, surprisingly, I think thanks to adrenaline, I managed to get up and made yeah. it back into transition. Yeah. Uh, finished the day, no running. Um, I think it took me five and a half hours of walking, but I did mm. finish the day and yeah. ended up having a sprained pelvis. Yeah. Um, and that's been two years now. Right. Yeah. And uh, how did you hear about this camp and why, why are you here? Um, so because I know Kylie, so mm-hmm. I've seen her being part of the camp last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw this camp coming up, but didn't quite know if there would be something I could partake in. Mm-hmm. And then my client Pam, who mm-hmm. signed up for it with her husband, um, she said to me, I should come along. Mm. And yeah, here I am. And so how has expectation kind of met reality? You probably, you may, some people come on camps and they kind of know what they're getting themselves in for. You, I don't know how, what you knew about the camps um, beforehand and has it kind of been what you expected so far? This is three days in. Yeah, um, I think my expectations from my fitness perspective weren't quite as high. Yeah. Um, but they have definitely have been proven today <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that I am even with a really low base level at the moment. Um, yeah, I think I had a pretty amazing performance today and I'm actually quite stoked. Good. No, yeah. Apparently, uh, Jana, so today we rode 100, well, not we, uh, they rode 180 kilometers, uh, which had, we started off with a team, sort of like a team time trial. We had to have everybody at the top of a big nine and a half kilometer climb together. And so I sort of handicapped everybody and uh, with the intention that they'd sort of push a reasonable pace and hopefully get to the top. And it was all pretty close to the top. Um, and then carried on for 180 Ks with over 2000 meters of climbing. So, um, yeah, so t- tell us about your ride today. 180 k is a long way. Um, how did your sort of group work and, and how did you sort of plan your day? Um, yeah, so we um, all started um, at the bottom of Takaka Hill um, with the boys and Nicole mentioned to me that I have to stick with her today, so I have no <laughs> choice <laughs> but ride with her. And I thought, okay, let's see how that goes. Um, and I think the first part up to the next aid station was actually quite tough. So the mm-hmm. boys, some of the boys definitely put down some big watts where we had to hold on and work quite hard mm-hmm. to um, stick in the group. Um, and probably my plan initially was, especially with nutrition, just to focus on what I would normally do every 20 minutes. And I realized pretty quickly that I have to eat way more often than I mm-hmm. was planning mm-hmm. um, to do. Um, yeah, but it actually just came quite easy like yeah like i said i was really surprised of how well i managed to actually hold up so what, what do you focus on you know sometimes i know you went to the front a few times by the sound of it and and put in some good strong efforts what are you sort of focusing on when you're out there for you know end up being you know six six hours plus ride time what, what do you think about um Good question. Hold on to the guy in front of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I did. So we kind of did. I don't know. Maybe around five minutes um, leads in the front, and I just I don't, I don't go by a power meter or anything. I just go by cadence and speed. Mm. Um, so I just always checked where we were sitting before was roughly my part um, to go to the front and just try to maybe just push that a bit higher and <laughs> no, see how nice. we can go. <laughs> Good. Yeah. And there was no tears in the group, no, uh, no screaming. Well, I did yelling. hear a bit of moaning every now and then from the big, but <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah. Uh, so, what's your plan? What's what's your, your four years into this sort of triathlon career? What's what's your sort of goals and expectations over the next few years? Yeah, good question. Um, 
I still have unfinished business with Ironman mm-hmm. um, and I think I do want to come back and really aim for a sub 10 and a half hour day. Mm. Um, so I'm kind of planning on coming back next year for Ironman and really work on my bike time over the next year mm-hmm. and then come back the following year and then improve my running on top of that. What age group are you in? If you, oh, uh, if you 35 to 40, yeah. I think it is. So yeah. that would probably be Kona qualifying sort of time, would it or not? Oh, I actually don't know. I haven't really checked yeah. Um, the times. Yeah, very mm. good. Uh, and any plans for winter? We're going into winter now, so... Um, well, I am looking into finally getting a road bike. <laughs> oh, right. She's been smashing and on this TT on bike. T- yeah, way. everyone's quite impressed. <laughs> yeah. It's the only, is it the only TT the bike? The only one, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so get a TT bike and um, a road bike. And a friend of mine, she's doing a lot of the dynamo set, um, right. races. Yeah. Um, so maybe once... I get my hands on one. Um, yeah, I might be quite keen to um, join in on those races and just build up my bike strength even even more. Very good. Well, you've been you've been talked about. Everyone's going that bloody Yana. She's <laughs> the smackdown. So you're going good so far. Tomorrow's going to be another uh, interesting day. There's a few surprises coming up tomorrow. So uh, enjoy the rest of the camp. Yeah, I will. It's, it's amazing to be here. Thank you. Cool. Right, team, back again, and another one that's been hammering all the boys into the ground is uh, someone you've heard mentioned occasionally on the show, because the show's recorded on Tuesday, and I go swimming on Tuesday morning, and one of my swimming buddies is Nicole Wilson, so welcome along, Nicole. Thanks, John. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. You, so listeners, you're going to sense it's not a Kiwi accent, maybe just tell us where you're from and your bit of your sporting background. So I'm from a little town called Hartlepool, which is in the northeast of England, I've been in Christchurch for seven years now, so I'm hoping the accent is changing. <laughs> um, I was a swimmer up until about 14 or 15 to a fairly high level. Came over to New Zealand, having never rode a road bike before in my life. Um, bought a road bike back in 2017, I think, and then eventually found triathlon. I think I raced the half Ironman back end of 2017, first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then just progressed from there, I guess, or degressed. I don't know how, <laughs> <laughs> how you'd think or call it, but yeah. And Hubby, Hubby is a Kiwi that's what brought you to New Zealand? No, he's English. He, is he? Um, okay. yeah, yeah, he, so he's in construction, so he found an earthquake job and yeah, and came out, checked it out and then said, it's amazing over here and I followed. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah, yeah. right. Very good. Um, did what, what what sort of motivated you to sign up for this camp? I just haven't had a very good season of racing, but still kind of wanted something to keep me motivated. I really wanted to do the 10-day camp last year, mm. um, but being a teacher, there's just no chance you can get 10 days off. Mm. I actually thought this camp had been booked for Easter holidays. <laughs> <laughs> so then signed up for it thinking it would be fine. Um actually wasn't and I had to ask my really good employers if they would give me some time off and yeah I've got the four days off so I've been working towards it biking quite a lot on the weekends and quite enjoying just working towards it. You seem to like a good challenge you you seem to this season so Nicole did Ironman how many years ago did you Ironman? Two years ago. Yeah yeah Um, and you've done a bunch of halves and stuff as well but this season you seem to have just gone out of your way to 
find some different challenges. So maybe just share some of the things you've sort of tried over summer just to, I don't know, think outside the square a little bit and, or do things outside the square a bit. Um, so a couple of friends have done a few different races with us, um, mountain bike races. I signed up for St. James in January just as a bit of an adventure. Um, having done the track, went out there, didn't actually finish the race, but was really pleased that I'd seen the track and it was beautiful and um, would highly recommend people do it, but know what they're in for before doing it and signing up for it. And then a month or two ago, a group of guys that swim with us on a Tuesday morning organized, they call it the All Power Classic. So we swam from Caspe in Christchurch across to Charteris Bay, which is about, about four, four, okay. uh, yeah. Yeah, about four. Yeah, about 4K. Um, actually, before that, we mountain biked from Barrington Street in Christchurch up and over a packy down into Caspe. So, so that, it's probably a climb. It's basically a mountain bike climb. You probably go maybe up three or 400 metres elevation. Yep. Yep. So that was, we had to come down the Bridal Pass. So that was pretty Ooh, that, scary. That is, uh, that is steep. Yeah. And then swam across. Um, and then we ran into Mount Bradley up to Mount Herbert. I don't know. Mount Herbert is probably, I think it's probably about a thousand meters almost up the top. It's it's in that sort of range, and it's not really too much of a run. I imagine it was more walking than running. There was a lot of walking. Yep. Just hold the bike a little closer to you. A yep. lot of climbing. Um, and then ran down from there into Kaituna Valley. All of these are beautiful, beautiful, beautiful places in Christchurch. Um, from Kaituna Valley, some support crew had our road bikes and we rode biked Kaituna Valley to the tannery, which is in Ferrymead, but we went up and over the bastard. <laughs> Funnily enough, the tannery is a, is, is a big pub and I imagine that's where you actually finished, is it? Yeah, that's exactly where we finished. Uh, and how long did this uh, little journey take you? I think total work time was eight hours, but, um, mm. you know, with aid stations and things, we were out there all day. Mm. Um I think 10 hours. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, you're three days into this camp. Um, you could, you know plenty of people have done camps before and have asked other people this question. Sort of expectations. Obviously, yesterday, we couldn't bike yesterday. But in terms of uh, you've had two pretty big days and one sort of medium day. Um, how's it all gone so far? Yeah, it's gone really well. I had... <laughs> I bonked on the first day going up Takaka Hill, which I was pretty upset about. <laughs> um, don't know what happened there. Nutrition or something. Don't really know. Um, but yeah, still was really pleased to get up to the top of the hill and then come down the other side. Really happy with the aquathon. And then yesterday was great. Love running on the trails, especially when they're muddy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I got lost. But I had support, so that was good. Where did, uh, did you get lost? <laughs> we took a left-hand turn when you should have continued straight to Cape Farewell, and right. then we ended up back on the back on the four-wheel drive track. Right. So, but I was with Joanne, and we supported each other through it. Good. Excellent. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's kind of what I expected. Um, I think I just didn't expect the level of support that you get in terms of the aid stations and mm. everything being provided. I haven't really experienced that before, so that's pretty mm. good. Mm. Um, and one of the things that I always say about races is that I never, I spend a lot of money on racing and don't actually eat any of the food that they <laughs> So it's been really nice to just stop and chill and eat all the food. And I heard you make a comment before you've eaten more food in the last three days than you ever had in your life and three days consecutive. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a reasonable comment. <laughs> Good, nice. Um, and I asked your roommate, Yana, before about uh, what sort of goes through your mind when you're sort of, maybe not necessarily today, but when you're doing the long stuff, whether it's with others or by yourself, what do you, what do you sort of think about? Um, well, I made a bit of an accountable goal on day one about riding with the boys, so that's been on my mind. I actually said it out loud to a lot of people, so I have to... <laughs> Yeah. I have to do that the whole time, but it's just, um, you know, thinking it's only short term pain. It'll be over soon and there'll yeah. be some food in a hot shower, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and make the most of it. I don't want to regret anything that I haven't done. So, yeah, like this one this morning, for example, people will have really regretted not doing that. Yeah. No, well, you're acquitting yourself very well so far. Um, so tomorrow, it's you know, it's not a, it's a four day camp, but it's four days of action packed uh, sort of epic stuff. What's your? You don't know what exactly what we're doing tomorrow, but we've got 150k bike rides. So, have you learned anything over the last couple of days that you are going to try to implement tomorrow, or are you just going to sort of take as it comes? Um, I think I'll take it as it comes. I am quite pleased that I've now got a another female with me in that bunch so <laughs> yeah if all else fails we can still do it together which is great yeah. um but yeah just probably fueling early and long is probably a, a key thing um but yeah just having fun with the guys and cool enjoy it i hope um probably the last thing is in terms of your swimming you know you're a, a very good swimmer um back in the swimming days is there anything you miss about swimming or is it that sort of just that's been and gone it's been and gone. I think it's really hard for me to get in the pool now and on my own and train and I don't know how I did it. So yeah, yeah been and gone. I do love swimming with a group and challenging myself and trying to beat you, John. You bloody but- done a good job over the last couple of months. You've been on fire. <laughs> but yeah, that's probably the extent of where I'm at. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, John. Right, I was just uh, about to do the next interviews and I was saying I haven't interviewed any guys yet so we're going to keep the theme rolling though. We've got a couple of females coming up next. First we've got Rebecca, Rebecca Spears. Welcome to the show. Hello. I had to check with Rebecca. I went, um, there was a girl at school called Rebecca Spears and I sort of emailed you and said, are you the Rebecca Spears? I went to school. <laughs> no, I'm not. So t- tell us where you're from uh, and sort of your sort of one minute life story up until Epic Camp. Uh, so I'm from Tauranga in the North Island, um, and I've done lots and lots of sprint triathlons. I've never done an Ironman, um, but um, I kind of got to the camp because lots of friends went on the October kind of tour of the South Island camp, and they all said, you should definitely do this. So I signed up. <laughs> yeah. Um, you seemed like you do a few of these sort of challenges, because last weekend you were on a flipping tiki tour somewhere as well. So is that kind of your, your gig? You like doing little tours as well as uh, sort of short racing? Yeah, I definitely like doing some something that's kind of a bit adventurous. So last weekend, um, yeah, we went around the East Cape as a sort of bike packing trip, which was partly last minute training for Epic Camp after doing lots of sprint tries over summer. But yeah, I just love doing that kind of stuff, just getting out and exploring. Bike packing, explain us uh, what that sort of definition for people who haven't tried it before. Um, I guess there's lots of ways to do it. You can go the whole hog and um, take tents and all that sort of stuff, but we just went completely minimalist. So we just had very small camel backs, one set of bike kit, one set yep. of other clothes to wear and kind of a credit card yep. <laughs> and just went like that. And then yeah. you just motel it on the yeah, as you motel go. it on the way around, yeah. So it was Easter, so we had to kind of book in advance um, 
and it was a little bit tricky getting a place to stay in Tokemaro Bay where there's not much uh, accommodation, yeah. but we, we managed it and yeah, had a really good trip. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so day three of the camp, come on Kylie, Kylie's here. Kylie the hot, the hot chick. <laughs> She's come for chicken. <laughs> Great. Um, in terms of how the first few days have sort of panned out for you, so you mainly do sprint distance stuff, but you've done a few bit of touring stuff. How do, how do you handle this long distance training? So we did 100, 120 kilometres on the bike on the first day, and today was a big Monty 180. So how do you sort of handle that when you mainly do short course stuff? Um, I guess a lot of it's like, just keeping a positive mindset and mm-hmm. keeping uh, just eating enough on on the on the ride so that you don't run out of energy. Um, yeah, I mean I've done plenty of hundred k rides and I've done Taupo and I've done K two, so I have done some longer things. But today was the longest kind of ride without much stopping. Like we had mm. kind of two ten minute breaks. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it was it was definitely. Um, I was definitely glad to be sitting behind someone for the last few Ks to kind of tow me along a little bit. Um, yeah, but it was it was just, I knew I could do it. It was just a question, question of like, how long would it take kind of thing? Yeah. 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 What was you talking of mindset. So what was your mindset at the start of the ride? So you, we, we, we staggered the start over 30 minutes. So we had um, yourself and Pam left on sort of zero. And then the fastest dudes was two at the back that were 30 minutes behind you. Uh, and the others were sort of sprinkled in between. Uh, you took out the, the queen of the mountains or king of the mountains, first up the top, whatever we want to call it. Um, how did you approach that first, so it was 20 odd Ks on the flat or, or maybe a bit more than that, and then a climb? How, how, what was your sort of approach there? Yeah, so Pam and I decided we'd just do five minutes uh, in front each and keep rotating round. So we yeah. just did that all the way to the base of the the hill and then Pam said don't wait for me (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I was feeling good so I'm just like well I'm just gonna see how this goes um and actually I found about an hour into the ride I was actually feeling brilliant (laughs) yeah and I just just went for it um yeah yeah just just kept going so how hard did you push on that climb yeah so say relative to maybe like a olympic distance or something like that were you you, were you cranking it or you're still under control I reckon, because I knew it was a long day to come, so I think I'd probably say it was like seven or eight out of ten. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't quite redlining it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how long did the climb take? Did you take how long? Well, and you did bonus at the top, but how long did it take you, do you know? Um, I think it was just, well, the, from leaving the motel to the top of Takaka, I think it was just over an hour 45, which is oh, about nice. what I thought it would be, yeah. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and were you mindful of people coming up behind you? I did occasionally look round to see if I could see anyone. Um, It's difficult to tell because there's so many corners, so you don't really know. So you've just got to keep pedalling, really, and then... Just hold that there. Yeah, see what happens. Awesome. Uh, Great. And and, and the rest of the ride, so you've done that. You've done an hour 45 of, you know, moderate, sort of moderately hard work. Um, How did the rest of the ride pan out for you? Um, yeah, pretty good. I mean, it was nice having a bit of respite on the downhill, um, even though I'm a bit of a slow downhiller. And then sort of all the way up the Motawaka Valley, uh, we had quite a nice group sort of bunch thing going. So I um, just tried to hang on to that. I think towards towards the end, um, going up to the first aid station, I was falling off the back a little bit. Um, Stressful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But actually, um, kind of had a bit of a chat at the aid station and people... People were more than happy just to like, if someone says ease up, to actually ease up a little bit. And so going out of the aid station 
it all held together a little bit more because if someone was falling off the back, we just set these up and then it kind of, yeah, hung together better. So, because I was a bit worried I might end up doing the whole afternoon by myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was just a bit of like, yeah, people don't really mind just communicate kind of thing. Yeah. Dynamics in the different groups are slightly different. <laughs> Graham's, Graham's sitting over the other side and Graham sits in the front group uh, and uh, there's not a lot of chatter and if you're off the back, it's like, tough luck buddy (laughs) (laughs) tough luck (laughs) you've got some solo time um so okay so three days in one to one to go what's been the the highlight the best point for you so far i think actually this morning's climb up Tarkaga was the highlight because like the weather had cleared it was going to be a nice day it was really nice seeing the views and all the mist and everything and i was feeling good so yeah that was and it felt like coming down of like oh that's a real sense of achievement climbing up the other side of Takaka Hills I haven't done that for a long time so winners are grinners <laughs> <laughs> um and what have you got on your horizon so oh no actually before we do that um so what would your sort of advice be to, to people that have maybe been thinking about this and have had advice from other Wellingtonians etc on whether or not this sort of stuff's achievable for for short course athletes um yeah I think so I think if you've got a reasonably good baseline fitness um just give it a go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you'll probably surprise yourself. Um, I mean, I'm feeling a bit smashed at the moment, but I think after a good night's sleep, I'll be ready to have a go at tomorrow and just see see because the, the, my aim was camp completion. So I'm mm. just going to give tomorrow a good go and see see mm. if I can get in without wheels falling off. So yeah. t- tomorrow we've got uh, 150k of biking and a s- hopefully a swim. The venue for the swim is going to be rather frigid uh and a bit of a run as well for a challenge so awesome and any plans for the next 12 months to or two years in terms of uh any races you know who knows what's going to happen in the next six to 12 months but any anything sort of on the horizon well actually this was the last thing i had planned so ah. it, it's kind of like blank slate when i get back um although some friends um helen that came on the last camp has organized um, a running trip on the old ghost road in November over mm-hmm. a couple of days so I'm signed up for that so I think it will be a, a winter of running nice <laughs> old ghost road is a, a track on the west coast of the south island it's 85 k's long is it or something like that yeah yeah 85 it's um pretty rugged that'll be awesome yeah mm, cool well, thanks for coming on the show and uh nice work today on the w for the queen of the mountains thanks very much Righty ho, we've got a Frenchie, which I got challenged to talk in French, but that ain't happening today. I'm not that I'm not confident enough to do that on air. I can. Uh, <laughs> okay, Lawrence. Uh, <laughs> we've got Lawrence Gay. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Lawrence. A bit about myself. Uh, so obviously, I'm from France. Um, arrived in Croatia 2004. Picked up uh, the good old Special K triathlon, and that's how I started. It's a special um, K is like a, a women's only series. Nice. Yeah, lots of estrogen. Um, and just made my way up and just carried on with sprint, uh, Olympic, and then uh, got into swim run in 2018. Yeah. Picked up a foot injury in November and that just brought me to biking again. And I had noise of the camp going on, so here I am. I assume you must maybe have a swimming background though, or not? Um, a little bit. Um, yeah. I did. I did start swimming in a club from a young age, uh, but I left it aside for a long time and then went back at uh, university. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how do you find the Kiwi culture versus of sort of doing sport as we do now compared to the French culture of the way you do it? Uh, what strikes me between the two culture is uh, the women. 
representation in France is pretty abysmal, at least when I raced there on several mm. occasions. I think it was 12, 13, 15. It was like 10% women in the field, which was crazy. Mm. And at the same time, it was great because we got so much support from the public. <laughs> oh, here's a woman. Wow. <laughs> Whereas over here, um, the sport is very well represented with female in triathlon in, in any distances, not yeah. just the shorties. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, and you've been doing a bit of breckering. Uh, yes. So again, give us a bit of a contrast on kind of what you like about doing breckering. So for those that don't know it, it's sort of swim, run, swim, run, swim, run. And you're wearing a wetsuit when you do this and kind of go to often different places. So tell us a little bit about the appeal for that for you and how it kind of differs from, from doing triathlons. The appeal to me is the adventure side of things and also that you, in a lot of situations, you have to be self-supported mm. in that if the shit hits the fan, it's just you in the water or you in the trail with no one around. And mm -hmm. I really like that. So it translates that you have to carry so much gear, which is probably why I carry, still carry way too many kilos of stuff on my bike because mm -hmm. I still get in my brain that I have to be self-sufficient, but that's not the case. Yeah. So it's this adventure side and this ruggedness and that you don't see the road. Sometimes you don't see anybody mm -hmm. for quite a few hours and that's just, yeah, I like that. It's pretty cool. Very yeah. good. Um, so you did your, your sort of short course stuff. Um, did you ever have aspirations of going long, like doing Ironman or anything like that? No, I don't think Ironman is a natural thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> like I've been, I've been asked, and it seems to be the usual path uh, when you get older that you go into mm. long and slow stuff and people end up Ironman and that was never my intention. Just because I couldn't, I didn't think I could face 180K on the bike, let alone running 42K off mm. that. Uh, so no, um, that was not an aspiration at all. Um, and so this morning, you know, you, you've done some, you know, good training leading into this, some yes. some longer stuff, but you haven't done 180 k's, I don't think. No. Uh, so what was the the mind and the body telling you this morning? Um, I think my favorite saying is that uh, confidence is belief times evidence, mm -hmm. and for me, the big part of it is evidence. And it was just to think back about the few big rides that you asked me to knock down. And that mm. was big confidence booster. Mm. So I thought from an elevation point of view, I had it in the bag. Distance, mm. I was a bit short, but obviously there was the combination. Mm -hmm. And the big difference was the group dynamic, which I find very challenging mm. uh, because the pace that set, I look at my heart rate as like, there's no way on earth I can sustain mm -hmm. this for 180K. But you still do yeah. because otherwise you're just a poo-poo spring, really. You're just going to be on your jack and that just yeah. sucks. No one <laughs> be in that. No one want to be there. So it's, it, it's like you say, it's quite amazing what you can actually achieve as opposed to what you thought you could. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you seem to be one of the more sensible ones on the climb uh, today. Yes. <laughs> it's like I was I was standing maybe I don't know a couple of k's up and there's quite a bit of huffing and puffing coming past me which was I was like admirable that's awesome you're putting a big effort you came past and you're like salud <laughs> so was it was that your plan of attack is uh, get to the bottom and then take a steady out the climb and take the rest of the day as it comes absolutely like mm. I read your message like nope <laughs> <laughs> I sent out a message this morning said right the shit's about to hit the fan this camp's getting serious you had a half day off yesterday it's about to get real no so my plan was not to burn any matches just mm. Enjoy the scenery. I tell you what, John, I think I burnt more matches on the flat than <laughs> actually going up on my own. Yeah. Because you just try to keep up with uh, with the girls and a couple of them are like big engines. They are. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, I, that was the plan. Well, how did it all pan out in the end? So you know, you talked about the planning and you, you know, you're confident in the training. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second half of the ride, you know, you're going to places you haven't been before in terms of distance and probably um, duration. How did it actually pan out for you? I break it down in chunks, mm. just like swim. Big big day of swim running sometimes is eight hours. You never think about the eight hours, so you don't think it's thirty k run and ten k or twelve k swim. You break it in segment, and that's why I do on a big ride as well. I mm. think about the next aid station, next hilltop. Uh, so I usually it's chunks of like around twenty k, mm-hmm. and you know, immediately in your head, so much more feasible than thinking far out. There's 170k to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and your plans for the rest of this year, you're, you're, you're lining up uh, October, which is the full Monty. Day, yeah. Three days into this. Uh, how are you feeling about that? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I think I'm even more intimidated than what I was before. Uh, so I think there's going to be so much sweating on the train over the winter yeah. um, to get ready for this thing. And it... I think today is probably the first day where I feel I'm in the rhythm because mm. there's not only the sport, you know, the the riding and everything, there's always shitloads happening and obviously mm. you maintain a very high rhythm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in and out of the stations and it's just mm. like a military camp. <laughs> and I Got think, us down the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I think it took me until today, uh, Taparera, I was like, right, that's it. I think I didn't talk to anyone until I had everything sorted. Yeah. Very antisocial because I knew we'd be kicked out of that station like in no time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, it's going to take time to get there for October, but hopefully there's a bit of time up my sleeve. I think what most people are going to find tomorrow is you, you're, you are in a rhythm tomorrow and you're tired today. You get up tomorrow and you go, right, it's another day. And that's kind of how it works. You just get into get into rhythm. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. And we'll look forward to seeing you smashing out there tomorrow. Absolutely. Salut. Merci. <laughs> right. First male interviewee of the camp is uh, Gerard Bell. Welcome along, Gerard. Thank you very much. Uh, in the background, you probably won't hear this, but we've got the, the rap station going. We've got Gail Harvey Hayward just rolling a rap for lunch tomorrow. Kylie Cox is uh, cringing in the background, but she's still going strong. She's uh, about to unleash some some of her expert uh, skills. Jared, back to you though. Uh, right, tell, tell us a bit about your athletic background and uh, how you ended up on the the triathlon journey. Uh, so my athletic background. So um, my triathlon journey started way back when the. Uh, the Wheatbix Triathlon uh, was actually around uh, second, based around secondary school age nice. group versus um, the, the primary um, um, age group that it is sort of today. Um, and so I, I somehow ended up doing that and then just went from there, uh, moved away from triathlon for a few years and focused on secondary school cycling um, and then somehow ended up back um, with triathlon um at the uh, the grand age of thirty, when I suddenly realised <laughs> that um, I wasn't as fit as I would have liked to have been, um, and the gym was was not going to cut it, so um, so it went straight straight to um, to looking at Ironman distance, um, and then uh, pretty much just went from there for a number of years, um, knocking out um, a few uh, full distance and a a bunch of half. Um, distance uh, Ironman races. So 
in terms of your, your nine to five, maybe tell people what you, you do now and what you've sort of done in the past. Uh, yep. So currently um, a medic in the army. So um, spend a lot of time um, away from home um, and also um, good training um, sort of time um, gets missed during that. But um, at the same time, I have a fairly, um, when I'm back around home environment, um, I have a fairly um, relaxed job um, and able to get a bit of training done um, during work time, which is good. Um, prior to that, oh, is I don't know what happened to the, you know, the multiple years before that. I did a bit of study and then um, a few other things before actually um, ending up where I where I am now, um, and uh, and now I'm I'm starting to do some more study again. So, but being in the the military side of things, though, was is extracurricular exercise sort of encouraged or not? Yeah. So it's it's you know we get we get given an hour a day, which um, for most people that's that's a unit based um, you know run by the PTIs. For me, it, it tends to be my own time to to do what i need to do um which is which is really good so whether it's you know starting an hour late or finishing an hour early and, and getting some training done um also they're very supportive of um of actually going and you know doing sporting events um so you know we have our own in terms of cycling we have inter-service cycling and inter-regional cycling um we're working hard to get triathlon to be a recognised sport mm. um, and there's, there's people sort of doing good things in the background so that we can start having our own um, competitions there as well um, but also very supportive of um, sort of representational stuff so they're very support when I qualified for the 70.3 worlds in Austria they were very supportive of that with financial assistance and awesome. um, things like that so they, they have you know, recognised that you know sport is a, a good part of a holistic sort of approach to you know a happy working environment so it's quite a big thing if i zone out at all i'm gonna apologize i just there's pizza cooking now the, it's yeah just, yeah the, it's the, the, wafting over the, it's smelling the smell very good is, yeah it's definitely um that is, it might not make it to morning that's <laughs> true jared and i are sharing a unit <laughs> and this is where the, the feed station is happening and that's tomorrow's lunch, and yeah, oh, it's looking good. Um, okay, so the the pathway that you're on, you know, you at the moment, COVID's sort of screwed everything up for for a lot of people, and you know, it doesn't sound like you've had the the most productive of your your triathlon years. But what's the sort of uh, the fire burning inside of you in terms of um, where you want to be over the next few years? Still, still definitely Kona. Um, I was I was close, but not close enough in 2019. Um, Oh, sorry, 2020, um, and then 2021 was going to be my my breakthrough year and the being the baby of the 40 to 44 age group. Um, of course, you know, looking looking ahead to October 21, if Kona goes ahead, it, you know, it, it it will be a tricky logistical um, thing to try and work out, given you know mm. managed isolation on the way back and. Um, having a young family that was always going to be coming along too. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of kind of on the back burner at least until the, the world sorts itself out. And mm -hmm. um, 
but definitely uh, definitely before I hit 45 I I want Kona yeah. <laughs> um, tell us about some of the things that you do in terms of the little extra bits so you, you, you like your, your bike knickknacks and things like that so maybe just tell us a few of the things that you've got sort of rolling on your bike to give you those those little half percenters here and there yeah so I for 2020 I I went I went full nerd um, <laughs> going for you know, different aero bar setups with the high hands position um, you know aerodynamic sleeves aerodynamic calf guards um, just every you know every little what I could find um, you know wax wax chains and all those things that you know people are, are starting to show will give you a, a watt or two here and, and over 180 kilometers you know it all adds up so um so that was definitely a, a, a big part of i think i took about 20 minutes off my off my bike time from mm. the previous year um mm. and there was a there was a little bit of extra power output in that but um i definitely made a a big sort of you know big headway in terms of getting arrow staying arrow um mm. So yeah, so I've I've um I go a bit bit nerdy in, in that department, um, and then changed my diet quite a bit um, to try and work on some digestive issues and um, yeah, it sort of it came together. So hopefully going forward it will uh, it will stay that way. So what do you think's gonna what's it gonna take um, when you roll around next time? Um, what have you got to What do you know is gonna be the key between you? having a good race and a, an average race because you know to qualify you <clears throat> you'll need a really good race holy shit the pizza's falling to pieces oh no this is oh no oh no we've got pizza we're, we're, falling we'll be uh, we'll be eating it off the oven uh, door later this on this is like but... lasagna the other night Kylie <laughs> <laughs> oh dear this this needs this needs to be a video podcast, doesn't it? It's like the blender challenge all over again. It's the pizza challenge. We've got no tray, so we've got one tray, and so it's just sitting on the like little um, bars in there. And the girls are having a mozza. They're having a mozza. Gail's funny, like a chainsaw masochist with the tools coming out of hands. Oh dear. Oh, that's 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 interesting. Yeah, this salvaging. Um, so back back to I can't remember what I was saying now. Um, yeah, what's what, what, what's it sort of going to take for for you to have a, a great day? You know, in terms of in your mind going, a you know you got to get the training done, so you got to be as fit as you possibly can be. Um, what are the other things that you know you've got to absolutely nail f- for it to work? I, I definitely I need to I need to nail that swim. Um, you know, I despite you know having a massive overall PB in twenty twenty, I. I I had my slowest swim ever, and I don't know what went wrong there. You know, the pool times were looking good, but you know, on the day it was um, it was my slowest by about five minutes. So I really need to have a breakthrough swim, I think, um, and just to put me up with those faster people on the bike, because mm. you know, you, I often spend a, a lot of my time in, in no man's land, just. Um, you know, once you get past the initial quick swimmers who um, who aren't quite as proficient on the bike, um, mm-hmm. you do end up in a spot where there's just no one to chase. So um, I think really coming out of the water with some some faster athletes, um, and then um, just you know, getting that I can probably go faster again on the bike, um, and 
Um, yeah, and then yeah, the, the run does still tend to be my strength these days, running off the bike. Um, mm. I think I might have had the second fastest of the age group last year. Um, nice. So it's about you know being able to actually you know come off the bike closer to those those um, you know faster swimmers and try and do the the job from there. But um, yeah, I, I think that's that's the key thing. And then if I can get everything else right from you know from last year in terms of nutrition and um, and those sorts of things. Um, definitely going to put me in a, in a good good spot you know it's always going to depend still on who's decided to come over um you know looking for us looking for the a bu- spot the, bu- the bubble's closed yeah. for I mean, yeah Aussies. yeah yeah um yeah there's always yeah they'll um they'll always come looking for a spot so but um i got my i got my 70.3 spot off off a terrible performance but it just so happened that that was um yeah the case for a lot of other people too and I managed managed to <laughs> nab one. So um, meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile the pizza the, 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 sorted the itself kitchen, out. The kitchen is not quite on fire yet, but <laughs> it's, it's bloody smelling like it is. It's gone from great to, to very mediocre. Um, okay, three days into this uh, this little adventure, and we've got one one to go. Um, <clears throat> what have the experiences been like for you so far? Um, so far, I have been absolutely amazed that i haven't yet um self-destructed so i came into this with my longest ride of recent months being about 60 kilometers yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um and yeah so after um what have we done 120 and then 180 and uh, some runs in there um yeah it's it's um it's amazing what the body can do when it's focused on one thing and and not sort of worrying about the cooking and yeah you know. I'm pretty worried about the cooking right now <laughs> yeah 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 we we may, we may be fending for ourselves later on um yeah just yeah you know, when you've you've got one one focus each day uh, which is to you know achieve the the ride you know the body can do quite amazing things um it's been real awesome to just have people to ride with I've, i yeah. feel like i've ridden i've been training by myself for 10 years yeah. <laughs> um other than other than the odd zwift um thing but just to yeah have um you know people people to ride with of you know like-minded and and similar abilities and and sometimes um not so similar abilities but um who are you know putting in massive efforts has been really this smoke. This smoke. <laughs> um. <laughs> back, back to terrorise us. <laughs> um. Oh, the girls are giggling. The giggles are kicked in again. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, yeah, it's just been, you know, you know, great to meet people from other parts of the country as well who, mm. um, you know, I, I know, uh, you know some, of the, some of the Christchurch... Um, based ones um but yeah just to you know have the experience of riding you know and people have come from all sorts of you know it seemed like at the beginning of the camp it was almost like no one had done any training yeah other than a few people who were, who were straight off the back of iron man um and similar things which um it was either gonna do them well or bite them in the bum but um it's um yeah it's been really good and Hopefully, um, yeah, there'll be a bit of a, a springboard effect after this, and um, 
Yeah. Kona, here we come. Yeah, yeah. yeah Brilliant. Just, just got to get through winter. Exactly. <laughs> awesome, Gerard. Um, look forward to you spanking it out there tomorrow and uh, not letting the girls take the next uh, few events. So put in yeah. a good effort. Yep. Okay. Thank cool. you very much. Thanks, Gerard. Right, Epic Camp uh, Mini, the inaugural, has now done and dusted and I'm going to have a chat to a few of the fellas because after three days of getting their pants pulled down by the females uh, through the camp, uh, they pulled pulled it through today and they had some pretty dominating performances in our handicap uh, sort of broken five kilometre run um, and one of the fellas who took out the aquathon, you took out the aquathon on yeah, day well one. I think you're forgetting that yes, the, 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 <laughs> the, the males won the first day. We did win the first day. Uh, we had an aquathon and the winner there was Paul Coote. Uh, Paul, welcome to the show. Tell us a bit about yourself, where you're from and what you sort of get up to and pre-triathlon, what was life like pre-triathlon? So yeah, Paul Coote, I'm from uh, living in Palmerston North, um, and I, I work as a project manager for Transpower. Um, uh, yeah, I've been trying my hand at triathlon for about five years. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, I loved my motorbikes. I was right into my uh, oh. motorbikes, and I raced a 600 for a few years. Around uh, the tracks? Yeah, 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 just got a little bit too expensive, and <laughs> family came along, and I couldn't keep that up, and then... Uh, Tried a hand at uh, triathlon and yeah, and that was it. So no swim, it. no swim bike run background. Uh run. I've mm-hmm. always run just uh, recreationally. Uh, mm-hmm. Had to learn how to swim, but mm-hmm. uh, my wife is a very good swimmer, so she helped me along there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then just uh, a bit a little bit of recreational mountain biking to start. <laughs> yeah, and that was that was the background, but. Uh, yeah, I just yeah can't really get enough these days. And um, how much do you manage to squeeze in a week? You know, what what does a typical week look like for you? So, uh, I probably average ten to twelve hours of mm-hmm. exercise. Um, I prioritise it pretty highly, too highly perhaps. <laughs> but but uh, uh, yeah, yep. No, we've got a good squad in Palmy. Uh, so I'm with uh, TR Racing, Tammy Reid and Shane Reid, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's it's a it's a good group. We get a couple of squad. Uh, events in in a week. Uh, I'd swim and a and a run usually. Uh, swim and a bike. So, mm-hmm. uh, yep, that's that's good. And how did you hear about these camps? And uh, what were you what, what did you th- what did you think you were in for when, when you sort of signed up? Yeah, so uh, friends with Cameron White, who's on this trip, and uh, yeah, he he said he was keen, and um, I hadn't heard about them. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've I've never been on a camp like this before. But um, it's, it, yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely been. Uh, lift up to all expectations. Um, uh, it's yeah, great group of people, all all different abilities, but uh, everyone's got a love, you know, great interest in it. And um, yeah, it's it's been a great, it's yeah, it's been a great experience. So highs and lows for you, you know, what was uh, what's been the the highlight of the, the last four days? Um, yeah, so highlights. Yeah, well, I liked my swim run. That was good. So it was the inaugural. <laughs> you probably heard earlier in the show we had a very <laughs> difficult aquathon, and uh, and you, you, I didn't realize. And I did realize, but I didn't realize on the day that you and Cam were good mates. And Cam, uh, he took us. Actually, I'll talk about that later with him. <laughs> a sneaky start, uh, but then and he had a big lead, and I thought, oh, he's clean, gonna clean everybody up. And I was at the far turnaround, and then you came. Cruising around and smoked everybody. Yeah, I, I knew I had the legs on them. That was right. <laughs> and yeah, it'll be a recur- reoccurring theme here in that uh, Cameron's a bit cheeky and sneaky. <laughs> so, <laughs> very good. <laughs> um, 
So outside of the aquathon, uh, in terms of uh, highlight outside of that, oh, just um, some real good, uh, good hill climbs. That's that's definitely the biggest climbs I've been doing. Uh, I've done, and um, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's it's a great uh, crew to be with, and mm. um, yeah, um, yeah, well supported and quite quite enjoyable. Even though you're going through a lot of pain, it was um, yeah, it was it was great. And then we got a little bit of uh, trail running in on day two. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, more than I was expecting, but um, just crazy uh, scenery, even mm. on a bad day. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, day day three was probably the hardest day. I was in a good group, and I just uh, had to keep pushing a little bit more than I was I was wanting to do, but it was it was rewarding. I stayed there. I hung in just... Yeah, just get my teeth. There was 180 k's with over 2,000 meters of climbing. It was uh, yeah. it was a toughie that day. Um, and how did so today's the last day, and you're getting up, and and you'd had a tough day yesterday. What's sort of going through your mind when you you you're heading out there and knowing that it's you know it's a big day. So today we did 150 k's on the bike, plus we had a uh, a fun run event in the middle and a little swim in a very frigid temperatured lake. So what, what what was sort of going through your mind this morning in terms of how you're going to manage yourself for the day? Yeah, I was, I was well. I was hoping everyone else was feeling similar, <laughs> and that they knew that they had 180 odd k's in their legs the day before. Um, it was good. It was good. Yeah, it's a good crew, and we worked together. And um, it, yeah, it was. It wasn't wasn't that bad. Just mm-hmm. uh, worked away at it, and then yeah, broken up by a little bit of a. Wow, that was a bit of a painful um, running uh, event, to be honest. But um, <laughs> so we did a uh, the, the the classic handicap sort of uh, 500 meter reps, and um, I couldn't quite find a 500 meter stretch where we were. We're at a place called Lake Rotawiti, which is absolutely stunning. Uh, it's in the middle of nowhere, and the only bad part about us, the sandflies just uh, were, were swarming on us pretty badly. But I couldn't quite get a 500 meter stretch, um, which was flat. And then at one end, there was this nasty, nasty climb. And I thought, you know what? This is an easy camp. Let's just go up there for 50 meters. And uh, that rounded out. So at one end of each leg, that you'd have a, an uphill finish, which looked pretty brutal, and then you'd have a downhill start for the next interval, which for some people that was even harder than the uphill. Um, so if you weren't at max after 400 metres, then you're really tip, tipping it over the edge, trying <laughs> to climb the hill at the end. <laughs> and you finished sort of mid-table there on that one, I think. Oh, I lasted four, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I had an honest handicap though. I'll yeah. stand by that. Yeah. So. Very I good. think there's a few that didn't. Yeah, no, it was it was very entertaining. Um, awesome. Anything else out of the, the the last four days that you know um, either surprised you or you know something you you managed to push through that you didn't necessarily know you had before? So yeah, it's, it has been a real test, um, and and yeah, I'm really happy to be on the on the end of that um and uh enjoying enjoying the rewards of uh four tough days um but uh, yeah bonus was just um great group and uh, i got to see a lot of the country i hadn't seen before um lovely rides uh and yeah it was yeah it's, it's been a very memorable experience so yeah i'll be keen to be getting amongst it again if i can if i can work that in yeah um, and what's on your what's on your agenda in terms of you know the next for Kiwis it's slightly different than elsewhere in the world but um, you got anything on, on lined up for the next sort of twelve to twenty four months? 
So not really uh, at the moment. Uh, so I'll, yeah, I'll be trying to get amongst a marathon later in the year. That's probably um, probably my main target. Trying to do a PB there, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, just yeah, we'll see what comes. So I haven't yeah, I haven't got anything um, written to the diary just yet. Sign, just sign you up for another camp. Come over to Hawaii for the camp over there. Bring <laughs> the wife with you. She can do some swimming. Yeah, yeah. Leave Love the kids. To. Leave the kids at home. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks for your time. Awesome, righty Hey, next up, we we had Paul uh, on before, and his mate uh, who dragged him along to this camp. Um, I didn't know much about you before coming into the camp, and then someone was saying to me, "He's a bit of a speedster." And I looked at your Taupo seventy point three time, which eludes me now. But I saw your bike split was pretty respectable, so I thought, <laughs> uh, thought "Okay, Cam's going to be one of the ones that's going to be pushing nicely," uh, and that proved to be true. Um, just tell us a bit about yourself. Where you from? What you do? Family life, and just. Just general one-minute overview of life. Yeah, so Cameron White from Wellington. I've got a, a young family, two young girls, and a, and a lovely Irish wife. Um, so we've been back in New Zealand for 10 years. I work for Ryder Levitt Bucknell as a corny surveyor mm-hmm. in Wellington. Um, so I guess life for us is about adventures at the moment. I guess post-COVID, we've just been trying to get around as many places as we can. Mm-hmm. We've sort of done r- r- races in, in Rotorua and Wanaka, and uh, 70.3 in Taupo this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you know, the kids come with us everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we're, I guess we're trying to give them those opportunities, or so that they can see that those adventures are out them for out there for them as well. And so, what was uh, you know, in terms of getting into triathlon, what sort of gave you the bug, and and did you have any background in any of the sports before this? N- no, not really. I played um, football at school uh, and rugby when I left school. Um, I actually went to school with Chris Gimmel, um, who, <laughs> oh, who, who, yeah, so there was always a the bit of motivation in the, you know, in the background there, and I think the, the I think the coach at school then was a guy called Phil Dooney, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it never, it never really caught on then, but it was, there was always a seed there, and then when we were, we were living in the Caribbean, and rugby season was only quite short, and so we started doing marathons, and then somebody introduced me to somebody that was part of the triathlon yeah. um, sort of team over there, and she lent me a bike, and so I did a first race in Barbados, which was which was pretty amazing, you know, in a pool, and then I think we rode twenty or thirty k, and then went and did a run out in the in the hot somewhere, uh, and then yeah, we're just slowly, you know, you. I guess in triathlon you meet people who do other cool things, and then you go. Eventually, you go. Well, I can I can swim that far, and I can I can bike that far. I can do a half Ironman, yeah. and then you do a half Ironman. And then someone's like, "Oh, you've done all this tra- training. You might as well just do Ironman." Yeah. And then you, but you don't quite realise what you're getting yourself into. So, what what sort of uh, racing background? I said you did Tapo seventy point three or Topo seventy point three recently. Um, have you done Ironmans? Has it just been halves? Yeah. No, I've done. Um, Ironman New Zealand four times and yeah. lucky enough to go and do Challenge Roth as well yeah. in 2016. So, yeah, um, we had a break this year because we were trying to have a bit of a family holiday over Christmas, yeah, which was which was really good. Uh, it was a bit unfortunate that we didn't know that Ironman was going to be delayed by a month because yeah. it probably just about could have got ready to do Ironman this year. But, um, yeah, so I think the next few years... I, I we're sort of dialing it back a little bit. Mm. Maybe there's not an Iron Man there. I don't think at the moment, but mm. um, yeah, there's lots of other cool adventures around. So, what were your expectations coming into this camp? You probably knew it was going to be pretty hard. So, what were you thinking pre-camp, and what are you thinking 
post-camp now in terms of expectation versus reality? Um, yeah, no, I knew it was going to be pretty hard. I mean, I've done Ironman camps before, so mm. so I was used to sort of back having to back up. Um, and I knew it was going to be probably day three that 180k ride was going to be hard. But like I was, I was prepared to do whatever I had to do. Like I, my sort of plan was to do everything, all of the optional stuff, everything, mm. um, just to try and test myself as much as possible. Um, yeah, I, like I don't think it's necessarily been harder than what I thought it was going to be. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean I'd read the blogs from the camp last year. <laughs> yeah. I'd like religiously watched. Um, Phil Bilber's um, blogs yeah uh, and so I and you know so as soon as the opportunity came up to do this camp I like I was probably yeah. emailed you straight away yeah um, so yeah no I, I, I'm actually pleasantly surprised because I didn't think my fitness was as good now as it was pre-Christmas mm-hmm. uh, and I hadn't been there well a couple a couple of weeks ago so I was a bit nervous about how the weekend was going to go but I just feel like I almost got stronger to be honest yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, what were some highlights for you in terms of uh, the best parts of the camp and, and, and any, I guess, we'll do, do highlights first. I'd have to say riding into um, Lake Rota Edie today and mm. seeing the van set up at that lake was just amazing. Mm. Um, I wasn't I wasn't overly happy about having to go and do a run before we were able to get into the <laughs> lake. But, <laughs> yeah. but like the, yeah. Like to go and swim in that lake today was awesome. Um, swimming five days in a row was was great. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed that. The riding was amazing. Like mm. some of the ride, you know, it's it's hard to sort of sit back now and go, you know, there's some really nice moments. There's some really cool flowy bits in the ride that we did mm. today. There was some amazing stuff as we came um, down off the saddle yesterday through those, you know, where the trees were. Mm. That mm. that was. Uh, that, you know, some of that was quite amazing, and it's a beautiful time of year as well. Like all the trees are changing colours. Yeah. So, um, and you got you got to give you some uh, some high credit. I, the, my job today was to test the water. So these guys have been out bashing it in this run, and they really biked sixty or eighty k's to get to this lake. And then I said, I'll volunteer to go on this lake because this lake, uh, Lake Rotowiti, has a reputation for being very cold. And so I said, I'll go in. If I can survive it, you clowns have got to get in as well. And you beat me to the punch and bloody went in non wetsuit and had a little swim. That was uh, not yeah, no, I Yeah, I, uh, I quite enjoyed that actually. It was uh, pretty refreshing. Took took a bit of pain out of my back, which yeah. was good. It was so. probably, I'm going to say it was 14-ish degrees, maybe 13 at a push, but I don't think it would have been much more than 14. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, and you also had some good tactics today. I was you impressed me on several fronts. You had some good tactics in the run. Talk us through the, the so we're doing these repeats of five hundred meters. How are you tactically playing those out? Uh, so the first one, like I, I know that I need to to be able to run. I need to be able to warm up, or get my breathing going. So it's a bit of a bit of a warm up. And then the first one, we come running down the hill. So I smashed it down the hill as fast as I could, yeah. try and get in front of people, and then I couldn't breathe. So I was like. Right, and just calmed down a little bit, and yeah. and then ran that one out. But it was okay because there was a few people behind me. Yeah. Um, and then the second one, I just, I just, um, I sort of was a, went a little bit slower into it. So uh, I sort of paced myself, and then I got to the hill, uh, and there was a few people walking. So I just blitzed it up the hill and yeah. managed to get there. But like to be honest, I think every single one of those I did differently. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, yeah, a did, couple of good sprints there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it had been a little bit shorter, I'd have backed myself, but 500 metres is pretty brutal. Yeah, nice. So. Um, 
What else was I going to say? Uh, you got to go back to work tomorrow, I suppose. Yeah, unfortunately. But mm. that's means to an end. No, no I mean, I definitely enjoy my job. Mm. Um, looking forward to getting back. I've got a couple of things I need to do tonight. Oh, oh goodness. But, but bikes packed, though? Bikes packed up. Bikes yep, packed. We're, we're all ready to go. Be pretty, pretty happy to get home and see my girls, to be honest. Excellent. So... Brilliant. I'm going to see them tomorrow night. No, you had a, an awesome camp. I was impressed. You, you're pushing along really nicely and had a good attitude all the way through. So thanks for coming. Yeah, well, thanks very much for having us. And the organisation's just been amazing. So Brilliant. Thanks, John. Thank you. Okay, with the third time on the show for Chrissy the Grinder McKinley. Grinder by name, grinder by nature, Definitely apparently. This camp, yeah. <laughs> so welcome back. Uh, you've, done, you've done the Kona camp. You've done yep. France a couple of times. And mm-hmm. this is... The, so you've done the light version, which is Kona. You've done the full Monty. Yeah. And this is now called Epic Camp Mini. Yeah. Uh, so it's four days. So it's <laughs> it's pretty much what we would do on a normal Epic Camp, mm-hmm. roughly, um, for four days rather than ten. Um, how's it all panned out for you? Good. I'm not. I wasn't as fit coming into this camp as I have been for previous camps. So I didn't have high expectations of myself, but it provided us. It's been the good Epic experience with long, arduous rides with lots of climbing. Epic weather on Saturday in mm. Golden Bay, but lots of fun and good people. So, mm. like, I'd rather four days doing this beats four days at work any day. Exactly. Back to the office tomorrow. Wednesday. Wednesday, giving yeah. yourself an extra day. Need a day off. Need a day off to sit yeah. on sheepskin cushions tomorrow. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, how have you managed this? Coming into it in terms of your expectations, I mean, the fitness hasn't quite been where it has been in the past. Well. Um, I just thought, well, I know, I know, I'll get there and I'll get to the destination. Yeah. So I just put my head down and ride. If I can hang on, hang on. If not, don't. But it's all right. I don't. I haven't. I just. I. I just wasn't going to get stressed about it. That's the only thing. So yeah. Because um, what you, what's your strategy when? People, when a group comes through, you're going to jump on them and try to hang on, or are you just going, This is foolish? I'm just going to just uh, <laughs> oh, chill out here. No, I could. There was just a couple of points. My legs were just too smashed and I couldn't hang on. And our groupetto was a bit like, a couple of them were a bit faster, a couple a bit slower. And then I was kind of in the middle and it was just a wee bit hurty. And I think the problem is, is depending when the group comes through, when you've still got another 100 Ks to go. Yep. It's not fun when you've blown up and mm-hmm. you're suffering for 100k. So I'd rather just chill and then gather the energy towards the end of the day. Because I sometimes think that last 30, 40k is just head down, just get home. Yeah. That's how I always feel. So I'd rather work hard at the end of the day than blow myself at the start. And I, I'm getting, I don't know if it's age or what, but it takes me about two hours to get the body <laughs> warmed up and moving properly these days. So. Yeah. Well, um, you've done a few now, though. What would your advice be to people that are listening to this that have, haven't done these camps before in terms of the things, either mistakes you've made or you've seen other people that have come along going, I should have told you that. Okay. It's going to happen. What, what are some of the things that you've you learned over Chill years? Chill out on day one. Like, we don't <laughs> all need to establish our pecking order in the bunch on day yeah. one. Um, especially boys, they're really bad at that. <laughs> you will start to feel better as the camp goes on. I was thinking that first, for a 10-day camp, I was saying to Nicole earlier, like, you hit a point about day five or four or five where everything suddenly comes right and you actually feel really okay. Mm. Mm. Um, don't eat too much for breakfast, but eat consistently. Mm-hmm. First hour into a long ride, start eating. I know you probably wouldn't train like that at home. I certainly don't, mm. but you need to on a camp because mm. it, you're just burning through so many calories. Mm. Um, and just 
Yeah, chill. And don't worry too much. Just I just think to the next aid station. Don't even yeah. think about tomorrow or the afternoon and book it into small chunks, just like you would do in an Iron Well, you should do in an Ironman. Mm. Um, so what's been some of the highlights? You've, you've been around some of this area mm. before, but what have been some of the highlights for you? Well, going back to areas in the top of the South Island that I haven't been to for years and years, mm-hmm. um, climbing Takaka Hill from both sides was a highlight. Mm. It was just fabulous, especially on, what day was did we leave? Sunday. Yeah. Um, doing that wild run around Farewell Spit too, mm. even though I was a bit snail like on <laughs> the trails. Um, it was just wild and it was just amazing. Mm. Like, mm. Um, and just a good bunch of people too and plenty of laughs. Um, what else was the highlight? Did you oh, get in the lake today? I did. That was a highlight too. Do you know that's the best thing I've did for my muscles all day? And yeah. I knew that it would be good. And it was beautifully clear. I was just had a bit of an ice cream head. But when I got out, that burning glute pain that I had this morning when yeah. I left St. Arna was gone. Cause it, not St. Arna, Murchison. Because I knew the cold water is sometimes the best thing for your mm. body. And I swim sometimes too. Mm-hmm. So no, it was really good. I really enjoyed that. And I didn't see any eels at the bottom. So oh, I, was, I, was, okay. I was about to ask the panel over here. So we've got three of our ladies on the... We've got Nicole sitting on the couch. Um, we've got Rebecca and Chrissy. Did any of you see the eels before you got in the pool? Uh, and in the lake? No. No. <laughs> no. Would you have got in the lake if you'd seen them? I knew they were there, but I had my booties on, so oh, I felt okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I went over to the, um, the jetty and there was some people over there there was probably three people in this whole lake for the entire time we were there and they weren't swimming but they were feeding i thought they were feeding the ducks and then i got there and i realized it was not the ducks they were feeding there was a swarm of ginormous eels they were big you didn't tell us that john i intentionally didn't tell and then nicole starts asking if they have big teeth and i was like do you really want to know the answer to that (laughs) there's there's an Mm. eel feeding place around in in this area uh it used to be at um cafe that's closed down now and you hold you, you hold a little uh, they give you a little ice block stick and they give you some food and you hold mm. it on there and they rip that thing out of your hands oh, so, oh why did uh, you know that yeah, so <laughs> I think they're pretty scared they like sharks they're scared of us yeah. anyway we have got people waiting outside because we're going for our final oh. dinner but I thought I'd need to get the grinder on because she's okay. uh, always a, a pearl of wisdom yeah so. I, need to, I need to up my cadence apparently you do small chain ring coming really your way for Christmas <laughs> thanks Chrissy <laughs> thank you John, the wrap-up. Well, firstly, hats off to all the people that um, did the interviews because it's quite intimidating for a lot of people when I just say, right, let's do an interview. You know, we do it with pros. They do that sort of stuff all the time. But for these guys, you know, a lot of them are nervous and worried and and so on. So good on them for having a chat and hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, They all did fantastically well, had a great time, as we always do on Epic Camp, and looking forward to the next one. When, When is the next one, John? We've got one in October. It's all full up for the length of, or not length of the South Island. We did that last time. Uh, just a big tour of the South. And then, fingers crossed, we'll be back in action with some overseas stuff next year. So the Kona 70.3 people are talking about already. That's an awesome camp where we go do a big lap of the Big Island and uh, finish off with the Kona 70.3. So fingers crossed that'll happen uh, next May. And then uh, we'll see see what the world's doing with regards to the rest of the rest of next year, which you know, we're already talking about 2022. But fingers crossed we get some racing yeah. later on the season for most fingers of you guys crossed. fingers crossed okay guys so we're not going to do wanger of the week we'll kind of be back to the show oh, I, 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 I did want to quickly do wanger of the okay. week because when i checked yesterday uh yes so wanger of the week so far this week we've got all our epic campers rebecca spears is in first place chrissy mckinlay in second rachel cunningham third nicole kelsey uh nicole wilson fourth and graham woodward fifth and from last week our uh, wanger of the week i've got i'd had to go there because this guy uh 
Olskrandri Hizani. So here's how this is spelled. O, his first name, O-L-E-K-S-A-N-D-R. And the surname is H-R-I-A-Z-N-Y. Anyway, he did 53 hours on the bike. So that's pretty impressive. I'm not sure if he's a triathlete. <laughs> He didn't do any biking or any swimming or running, but good on him. Good times. Okay, now next week, guys, we've got a bit of a different show next week because, John, where are you next week? Why can't you be here? I am going to Stewart Island. I'm coming home for a few days, and then I'm going down to Stewart Island, which is the, if you look at a map of New Zealand and you see the big North Island and the big South Island, that's where we're in the middle of sort of right-hand side of the South Island. And at the very bottom, you'll see a little island. That's called Stewart Island. So we're going down there and doing uh, doing one of the, another one of the great walks. Uh, so there's nine or ten great walks in New Zealand, and uh, so we're going to be doing that for a couple of days around there and then going to an area called the Catlins straight afterwards. So I can't get John on the show next week. So we thought to say, Let's do something a little bit different. We've got a guest host by the name of Scott Molina. So Scott Molina is going to be on the show with me and we're going to kind of do a traditional show. So it's not just going to be like interviewing Scott. We're going to do the news. We're going to do a hot topic of the week, high five. And uh, maybe what I'll do throughout the week, if you look at it on our Facebook page, if you've just got any questions for Scott about anything, um, I'll put a post on Facebook and just you know, put them up there and I can ask Scott on the show and it'll be Bevan and Scott. It'll be the, I think I missed a few shows over the years, but I don't know if you've ever missed a show. I think I missed one and Emily did it. Right. Yeah. Years, I can't remember that. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Yeah. And, and, and other than that, I think you've never, I think basically, and we've never missed a week. So, you know, this is, this is a strange thing that's happening, but Times are changing, team. We're going to make these things work. So we'll be Scott and I next week on the show. Uh, let's just say a big thank you to our patrons, John. Yes. Uh, I was just looking at that uh, that guy who's the wearing of the week. He's from Ukraine, and he does look like he runs. So good on him. Uh, back to our patrons. And one of them, I was just I, grabbing them. <laughs> Hamish, I never hit the wall. Uh, and I didn't nice. get to interview Hamish because he's been on the camp. And it's a, he goes, and that name is just stupid. I said, no, it's not Hamish. Uh, and oh, Hamish, come on, Hamish on, that's a great name. He, he was on the river. And I, I was going to put, get, send you, Bevan, one of the pictures. Hamish, uh, he left his lunch out there on day oh, nice. three <laughs> after lunch. And then yesterday he looked horrendous before we started, and then he went ballistic in the elimination race, and uh, I think he ended up getting eliminated just before the last round of the sprint finish to make the final two, and he just dipped out there. So he does not hit the wall. Hamish there does we not. We got Ryan um, Big Red Curvin and Michelle ATM Curvin, and ATM stands for Awesome Triathlete Mum. If you want to support the show, you go to imtalk.me. Uh, you click on become a supporter of the show. You get some gifts. You support the boys. That's what it's all about. I uh, thank you to all those people who already are patrons. If you want to get show emailed to you down the bottom of that page, front page, just put your email information in through there. Uh, uh, for coaching, coachjohnnewson.com. For my podcast, bevanjamesisles.com. Other content, you can email imtalkpodcast at gmail.com. John, you goss. About to hit the road, Bevan. We've got about uh, 45 minutes and I'm jumping in the vans. We're driving back to Christchurch. We've got about a six-hour six sort of drive, including stops with the, Are you with the, the Colonel Kylie Cox. I'm one of the drivers. Got the Colonel Kylie Cox, uh, Gail Harvey Haywood, and Gerard Bell for company. Mm, good times, rock and roll. Mm. Uh, okay, so, yeah. so what about you? Uh, what's my goss, John? What's my goss? I don't really have any goss this week. I'm, I'm back teaching, which is good. My body's holding up well, which is even better. Um, Bevan, yep. Hamish, I, ne I never hit the wall. 
is uh, an avid Warriors fan as well. Oh, it was and a hard weekend last weekend. We, we, we were out for dinner, oh. and we, we as we were driving back, the, the game was sort of underway at the weekend, and, and so everybody started, not everybody, a few people started watching it, and it's just, it was a classic. It was a classic where the Warriors lose in the last second. And it was not good. And, and you know what? We didn't deserve to win. It was, a, it was oh, The Warriors are a hard team to follow, but... <laughs> You know, I'm so hopeful we can get the top eight, John, but yeah, we're definitely not going to win it this year. Other than that, John, I think I've that's true. I'm actually looking forward to doing a show with Scott next week. Not that I don't love you, John, but it'll be quite cool to do something with Scott. So just get prepped for that next week. So guys, again, we'll be back next week, uh, but John will be away in the Stuart Island and I'll be on the show with Mr. the legendary Scott Molina. So let's wrap it up, John. I'm Russ. I'm Andone. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. Kia kaha. <laughs>